If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, sex and relationship podcast. Where I'm Beth. And I'm Brian. And we are talking about all of your sex and relationship topics. Spicy. So spicy. <laughs> I kind of hate that that's up there. I don't know why that got put into the logo, but I kind of hate it now. I kind of hate it too, honey. <laughs> and it creates oh so many problems. Like that little bit whenever we try to do like screen printing, that's the part uh-huh. that fucks it all up. Oh, my God. So what if we just change the logo? Yeah, we might have to do that. Yeah. Also, the number of people in the last week that have been like, oh, I get it. Like, there's something about Mary. And it's like, no, it's no time to explain the birds and the bees to you people. Men have a Frank. (laughs) Women have a bean. Right. This is like my dad all (laughs) over again. (laughs) When two people love each other very much. Yeah. When you put speaking a, of <laughs> yeah. speaking of dads. <laughs> oh yeah. So last yeah. week we did the purity balls slash purity balls episode. Uh, it was mm-hmm. gross and uh, gut wrenching and disgusting. Disturbing. Yeah, disturbing practice. <laughs> I'll never understand it. I would love no. for somebody to one of our listeners who who has done this to kind of tell us how they felt about it growing up. Was it? Oh please. Yeah. Like we, yeah, we apologize for making fun of you. Let's hear your story because all we have to go off of is the research that Beth does, and it doesn't sound like fun. Mm-mm. Sounds very yeah. Strange. So send us an email at fnbpodcast at gmail dot com. That's the letters Frank November Bravo at gmail dot com. Absolutely. There was also a picture of uh, the president and Ivanka. <laughs> That's, um, Brian went to Brian went to Google uh, Purity Ball so that he could post the epi- like a picture with the episode, and the very first image that comes up is like preteen Ivanka and Donald. Uh, yeah, and she's sitting on his lap, and he's got his uh, arms around her. It's inappropriate. I know for a father and daughter that no good. Don't do that. Every single one of those pictures clearly hidden boner by the dog. Oh yeah, no fun. It was so gross. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you liked that episode and any of the other ones, we would sure appreciate if you left us a nice review on Facebook or uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening to this that will allow you to do such a thing. Absolutely. We also have the uh, Patreon that's up, www.patreon.com slash frankenbeans, all spelled out. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, Frankenbeans. Um, we put some extra swag on there. There's stickers and magnets and pins. We also have t-shirts available up there, so that's real cool. And then for the oh, low, yeah. low price of $3, we will, yeah, do oh, a yeah. beer crack in your honor. Cheers to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got an award winner today. Oh, did you? PBR. I haven't had those in a while. I love PBRs. God bless them. It's just like my little podcasting studio is covered in empty Miller Lite cans. <laughs> <laughs> no award winners. I need to get back on that train. I know. Dude, they're so good. It's like, mm. PBR, if you want to sponsor the show. Yeah. Come and get it. 
Yeah. Otherwise, if you want us to keep the show commercial free, become a Patreon sponsor. Yeah. So. We're also working on like special Patreon only episodes. Mm-hmm. Wink. For sure. Yeah. For instance, like we will, uh, Brian and I will personally improve your internet dating profile. If oh, yeah. You like. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I get a lot of people that are like, I need to be on your podcast. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, maybe, but maybe not as like an episode episode. You know, we've done the whole guest thing before, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, you get guests who are overly talkative, underly talkative, underly. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Put, I don't even know what we've made up and what we don't anymore. <laughs> right. Put it in the Frankenary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's weird and it doesn't normally worked out but maybe that's a patreon episode you want to hear about somebody's worst date mm-hmm. that might be a good one i like it i mean we've done that but i think it's definitely there's time for a round two for that yeah and to, to have um someone personally tell their story that might be fun that might be a oh, good patreon episode yeah i like it all right brian Are you ready for our new segment? Fuck yeah. The fuck yeah new story of the week. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, would like to thank our good friend Zach Slusher again for writing that delightful opening theme song. Yeah, the co-host of uh, Trash Blood Horror Cast. Yeah, and Distant Uncles and uh, also the Midnight Barn with Zach Slusher. Yeah. It's a great YouTube uh, series. I feel like he's, he's utilizing already... his uh, his COVID he's time. killing quarantine time. Yeah. <laughs> he is killing quarantine time, Just honestly. let me start another podcast and then, you know, another web series and let me yeah. just write theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he, on Midnight Barn, uh, he's had JT Habersat on, who is mm-hmm. like one of just the most amazing comics and producers ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had Kyle Schutt from the sword, mm-hmm. which is a fucking incredible band. And Kyle is a smoke show. Get at me, Kyle, if you <laughs> should feel so inclined. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, there's just more people lined up. Like he was just name dropping to me the other day. Like, Oh yeah. I just thought I might have like Dave Stone on there. I was like, Oh Why yeah. Don't you just get fucked Zach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not friends. I'm like, well, you know, as famous a comics as you are, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, the fuck yeah. News story of the week. Are you ready for it? Ready for it. Okay, so this is titled Woman Filmed Masturbating Inside IKEA Store in China. Yes. <laughs> yes. People in China are said to be investigating. After a woman was filmed masturbating inside a branch of Ikea. The 16-minute clip. Goodness. <laughs> shows the woman openly masturbating inside the store while shoppers, including children, walked by. Mm. <laughs> the footage 
shows the woman who is believed to be a porn star and a cameraman setting up in various <laughs> locations yeah. inside the store <laughs> before she gets to masturbate, often while unsuspecting customers are stood just a few feet away. Wearing just an oversized white shirt and some slip-on shoes. I like how she was like, well, let's not get totally crazy. I gotta wear shoes. It's public. <laughs> <laughs> Right. There is still Corona to worry about. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if she was wearing like a mask and gloves, but we'll just, you know. Right. It's fine. Hindsight is (laughs) (laughs) 20-20. The woman can be seen quickly glancing around to see if anyone can see her before opening the shirt to reveal her naked body. (laughs) No one seems to notice what she's getting up to, but the clip has since been shared online and has since come to the attention of ikea Uh (laughs) the company has released a statement on its chinese social media channels condemning the woman's actions adding that the matter has been handed over to the police (laughs) fuck yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of here for that story yeah that's uh you know um we did an episode on sex in public. Oh uh, yeah, that's that, right. That might be that might fall under it, but um, also it might kind of uh, go into our episode today of sex addiction. Oh yeah, good call. Because yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe she wasn't a porn star. Maybe she was just a sex addict. Could be. So yeah, you ready to talk about sex addiction? Uh, yeah, okay. I was born ready, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was re- uh, replying to a text message on the air, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up of me. I'm sorry, audience. Oh, right. no, you're good. You have my full attention now, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so sex addiction, what is it? Uh, it's a compulsive need to perform sexual acts in order to achieve the kind of fix. <laughs> fix. <laughs> Those are air quotes for... Yeah, for our new new listeners. listeners. Um, That a person with alcohol use disorder gets from a drink, or someone with opiate use disorder gets from using opiates. Yes. uh, Or opioids? Opiates. Opioids. I mean, opioids... I think opioids are like the... um, The branch of medicine. No, it's like like the... um, The, uh, what do you call it? Synthetic... Okay. You know what I mean? Like synthetic opiates. Yeah. Like opiates are like heroin or, you know, I don't know. Like it's like anything under that category. Gotcha. But opioids are the ones that are like synthetically made. Like, like Vicodin um, and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. on those kinds of things. Yeah. You say opiates. I say opioids. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, but when someone does have sex, endorphins flood their brain, much like how substances release dopamine in the body. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So like drug and alcohol dependence, uh, it has the potential to negatively impact a person's physical and mental health, personal relationships, and, I'm sorry, quality of life and safety. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so previously described as nymphomania which was primarily ascribed to women, and then satyriasis, primarily ascribed to men. I wonder what the root word is behind those. 
the satyriasis yeah. or nympho? Both. I don't know. Hmm. Nymphomania sounds like, oh, she's crazy. You know how they used to say, like, women has, have hysteria. Right. <laughs> like, and and like, the prescription was to jerk them jerk off. Them off. <laughs> w- which episode was that? It's Weird Sex History? I think so, yeah. 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 I was like, hmm, is this covered under Blue Cross Blue Shield? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go Excuse see me, my United Healthcare. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is there an HMO? Is there a, is there an in network provider? <laughs> what is for my female hysteria? <laughs> right. What is the copay for getting finger blasted? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be under prescriptions or like a copay? Would you say? Right. Is it, is it like a doctor visit or is it like a <laughs> like that, a prescription? Is, is that outpatient? Se. Impatient? Asking for a friend, <laughs> but also myself. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. Oh, so funny. So, interestingly, sex addiction is not included in the DSM-5, the Diagnostic Ooh. and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. I wonder why. So, it was when I, there was just so much research on this, it could have gone on forever, to sure. be honest with you. And the episode was already getting a little long. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's under like, it's under a category that is not really, it's like a vague, um, it's like a really vague category that's like other sexual disorders or. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it's it used, to, and that was in the DSM four, and the DSM five, it's not even included under that. Interesting. And yeah, and the DSM five has been the like standard manual for mental health uh, professionals mm-hmm. for like ever, like since my sister was in graduate school, and she's right. been a therapist with her own practice for like many years. Interesting. So, yeah. But it has been studied and written about in psychology and counseling fields for years. Um, So it is not classified as mental health disorder. Mm -hmm. However, to this day, um, the only non-substance addiction that is recognized in the DSM is gambling addiction. See, I thought that was interesting because, you know, it's like, oh, why isn't it classified under here? Well, neither is anything. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know, like fidget spinners. I mean, technically, it could be like, an, you know what I mean? Like an sure. addiction. Like It's like little things like that. I think, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Um, but also, you know, like there's masturbation addiction. There's regular sex addiction. I think there's just, it's like, it's a rabbit hole that if you go down that, it'd probably end up being its own textbook. You know, Got, honestly, yeah. literally... There's so much goddamn research on this subject. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And it is somewhat common. Um, even though statistics, I have the hardest time saying that word, by the way. Too many S's and C's. It's like cracker bit, crackle barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it's like, I can't, I can't say it any other way than crackle barrel. I just don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so statistics are often argued because of how often it goes undiagnosed. But... It's thought that between, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Between 3 and 10% of adults suffer from this condition or more than 30 million people in the U.S. alone. That is so much. Fucking wild. Yeah. I I mean, like even, um, let's say, meth addiction. 
Three to ten seems high, depending on where you live. But yeah, well, I'm like, well, well North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> you got the mountain folk here. So. Yeah, I did just recently rewatch the uh, the wonderful Wild Whites of West Virginia. Oh boy! Oh boy! There's a lot to unpack in that show. <laughs> Shit show. She Shit lost shows, her right? baby. <laughs> I love that. Right, in- ma'am. That's because you snorted a fucking pill in the. Oh boy! <laughs> but they're in the fucking drive-through of McDonald's, and they're trying to yell through a pane window. DSF took her baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it is just so embarrassing to no. be white anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not crying. She's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, anyway, they are just such a handful. Anywho, such a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great movie. So, um, some people with sex addiction will seek out multiple partners, though that alone does not indicate an addiction. That makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both like wipe sweat off brow. Right. Ooh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Woo! Good. Okay, that is that clears that up for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> However. Some will compulsively masturbate, view pornography, or seek to be in sexually stimulating situations, such as sex for pay. Mm. I would not see that as a sexual your stimulating hooker, situation. Your hooker may not be doing it for the money. She may be doing it because she's so into it. Or the John may not be doing it for the sex. Uh, or for the, yeah. A hooker can be a man, too. True. True, true. I, are they... Still Johns? Oh, J- Johns are the ones that, yeah. Are they, like the females? Or can they be Johns or are they? I think they're Janes. Maybe. Janes? I don't know. Okay, fair. Just... <laughs> it's funny because I was having a conversation with someone the other day about like pronouns and like how it's just like gone too far. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at what point do we just call people by their name? Like, there's no more like they, them, there. It's fair. like, listen, like if you're just, it's going to go that far, it's going to be like, Jane wants X, Y, Z. Like, there's no more, like, you know, she, mm. even though she's sitting right next to you. It's like, she, Jane, or whatever. Yeah. Figured, yeah. Why not just go back to, like, regular, pro- like, names instead of pronouns? I like it. Mm-hmm. Let's start a movement. Got it. So, major distinguishing distinguishing factors include altering daily life activities in order to perform multiple sex acts daily. And a reported inability to control the behavior, despite the negative consequences. So, mm-hmm. you know, if this was like a drug addiction, you are going into unsafe neighborhoods, buying drugs from people you don't know, buying drugs that you don't know what they are. Right. But, or, you know, having sex with people you don't know. Right. No matter, like, if they have, you don't know what they have or don't have. Sure. Or if they're going to kill know. you or not kill you. Right, yeah. You're not worried about that. You're worried about getting that fix. Exactly. (laughs) That was a good way of putting it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But what makes addiction, this addiction, so hard is that unlike using opioids or meth, sex is necessary for life. I mean, we as humans have a biological imperative to have sex to continue our offspring. Yeah. So, you know, that's what... You know, like, no matter what, you know, you're going to have that that compulsion to do it to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's like the people who are addicted to eating. You have to eat. 
So how do you do right. something that you, I mean, maybe sex is not as extreme as eating, but you have to eat at some point, And then how do you curve your addiction while you have to do this? I feel personally attacked by that. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. <laughs> so paraphilias are disorders that in- involve the sufferer to become sexually aroused by objects or actions that are less conventionally or less easily accessible to the addict. Right. So examples of paraphilias are like fetishism or the arousal by objects or specific body parts. Mm -hmm. Voyeurism. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Feet. (laughs) No kink shaming, but if it's feet, you're gross. Okay. Um, (laughs) But uh, voyeurism, which is arousal by sexual behaviors. Uh, Exhibitionism, which is arousal by having others view his or her sexual behaviors. And pedophilia, arousal by sexual contact with children. So that's like examples of what Brian was talking about. But sure. Go ahead. So uh, when paraphilias include the sufferer having obsessions about the object of their desire, they may be considered sexual addicted, sexually addicted. Bingo. So having that that paraphilia itself Mm -hmm. is not sex addiction, but, you know, when you have obsessions about the particular object of desire. Fair. And, and you know, I'm now I'm kind of answering my own question of why uh, sex addiction is not in the DSM. It's because it just seems like this weird, broad spectrum. To exactly. Where you can't yeah. you can't nail it down as this. Like it, it seems like you have to have multiple things, but just because you have one of those things doesn't mean that you're a, se- a sex addict. Bingo. Yeah. yeah, it's such a it's so hard to pinpoint because of everything it could be. But also, and more importantly, what it isn't. Right. You know what I mean? So to to cover, the, you know, just to jump into that whole side of things, what sex addiction isn't, mm-hmm. uh, it's important to remember, first and foremost, that enjoying sexual activity is not a sign of sex addiction. No. You know, we are very sex positive on the show. Sex is a healthy human activity and enjoying it is completely normal. Absolutely. Yeah. In addition, differences in the level of sexual interest between partners does not mean that one partner has a sexual addiction. So, bingo. Yeah, yeah. if if the um, husband wants sex more than the wife does, doesn't mean that that's a sexual addiction. A hundred percent, you right. know. And we'll get into the signs of specifically what the signs of sex addiction are. Mm-hmm. But just because one your partner wants it more or less than you do, does not mean you or they have a problem. Right. Yeah, and it's also not to be confused with infidelity. So, you know, some may try to use this as an excuse for infidelity in relationship, but they are not one and the same thing. Like, I have this good friend, and you know her, Brian. Mm -hmm. Her ex-husband was, like, the most dirty, rotten cheater that ever existed on planet Earth, and still to this day is. But, like, he used to, like, lay it on thick with, like, oh, I have a problem, you know, like... It's an addiction. I can't control it. It's like, no, 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 no. You are just a fucking asshole. (laughs) Right. You know, the difference lies in the compulsion and the inability to stop the behavior despite the negative consequences, you know. So again, like infidelity. Not the discare. Like, it's like he was just an asshole and he didn't care if 
he brought home a disease or got a girl pregnant. Like, he just didn't care about that. Like, this is like the inability to stop sure. despite all of that, you know, like thinking about it. He was just a narcissist and didn't care about the consequences to actually, like, know the consequences, mm-hmm. know that it's bad and that it could affect your partner and feel bad about that. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I, again, it's like infidelity might be a sign of sex addiction, but... Um, Not necessarily, yeah. But Bingo, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it, right. It's a symptom, but not the disease. Exactly. It just yeah. because you're a cheating asshole doesn't mean that you're a sex you're a sex addict. Absolutely, yeah. Right. But it could be a sign that you have a sex addict. Sure. So also, um, they are not normally sex offenders. Yeah. So while roughly half of sex offenders can be diagnosed with sex addiction. They're not one and the same. Again, like, this is why it's probably not in the DSM, because it's so fucking confusing to where um, sex addicts may be sex offenders. They may um, commit infidelity, but those things in and of itself does not mean sex addiction. Exactly. Okay. So for sex offenders, it is accepted that they do not act for sexual gratification. Rather, they act out... Um, of a preserved uh, need for power, dominance, perverse, perverse. Ooh, perverse. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> need for power, dominance, control, revenge, or even anger. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about this in our no means no or no means absolutely not episode. Yeah. Where we talk about uh, with our good friend Missy about, you know, what it is that like sexual predators do, you know, they don't do it because they're so addicted to sex that they have to have it. Right. They do it because they want to control you. Mm-hmm. Also, it was a, we talk about at the beginning of sex in public too. Yeah. Where I share a story about um, a sexual assault situation that I was in. Yes. Um. So yeah. And it's, it's in those situations, it's totally not about the sex at all. It's about that power, control, dominance, revenge, anger, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sex addiction is not sex offender. I think it's just the important thing to, right. to establish there. And, you know, um, so in an effort to establish some kind of, you know, a, a clinical diagnosis for sexual addiction, healthcare professionals uh, will work to distinguish addictions from medical conditions that may already include hypersexual symptoms. So there are things that somebody can um, be diagnosed with Mm -hmm. that, aha, this is why they're having all these hypersexual activity because it's something else physically going on in their brain, right? Gotcha. So examples of this include seizures, tumor, dementias, uh, dementias, dementia, and Huntington's disease. Mm -hmm. So... um. These all involve, like, or this may involve, like, injuries to certain areas of the brain, mm-hmm. like the frontal or temporal lobes, and therefore affect their behavior. So there's a lot of things that, again, like, it could be a symptom of, of something else. Makes sense. Your sex okay. addiction, which is why it's very hard to distinguish, too, because, you know, they have to go through your entire medical history, perform a whole deluge of tests to make sure it isn't all these other things. Right. And what are the odds that someone's really going to go through all that? No, no, no. Not when they got all that fucking to do. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. So let's move on to symptoms of sex addiction. 
there is no one test that definitively indicates that someone has a sexual addiction. Uh, therefore, healthcare pr practitioners diagnose these disorders by gathering comprehensive medical, family, and mental health information. Like you said previously, it could be mm -hmm. something else. Absolutely, yeah. So they not only have to, you know, discover all that information about you, but also your history and your family history as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another symptom is the secrecy of the addiction. You know, just right. like addiction with alcohol or substances or even gambling, you know, those with an addiction often become very good at hiding it sure. from their partners or spouses or other loved ones, often lying about their whereabouts while engaging in sexual behaviors. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Also, um, chronic obsessive thoughts and fantasies about sex. Right. Could be right. another symptom. Yeah. And chronic means like constant, like it is affecting your daily life. Right. You know, just like a chronic disease. It's something that you like, you know, it's ongoing, constant, and you can't control it. Mm -hmm. And there's no stopping it seemingly, you know. Right. Um, compulsive relations with multiple partners, including strangers, you know, is another symptom of the the disease potentially. Yeah. And I, I like the addition of including strangers because that makes right. me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Again, phew, wipe sweat off brow. Right. Muscle partners. <laughs> <laughs> um, another symptom is lying to cover behaviors like we just talked about with the um, gambling addiction. People yeah, normally don't sure. say, oh, I lost $10,000 at the casino today. Bummer. They hide yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the need to escalate uh, sexual activity in order to achieve the same desired effect. Like, so, you know, just like when you start doing cocaine, like the first time you do it, woo, you do one line and you're like, that was awesome. And you might yeah. be high for the rest of the night. But yeah. then the more you do it, the more it takes for you to even get high. Yeah. Like, I drink a lot of alcohol. Mm hmm. <laughs> and so do you, Brian. You yes. know, we have to, our tolerance is very high mm -hmm. because it takes more to achieve the same desired result, right? Which is interesting because does that mean that you have like a threshold with sex? Like, um, I mean, is it, um, I know what I'm trying to say, I just can't spit it out, but you know, we all have that tolerance. Is there a tolerance for sex and then yeah. you need to increase upon that? That's, that's, well, I think they need to achieve, like, increase the activity, not maybe just, like, uh, in terms of, like, number of times you're doing it or mm -hmm. the, like, frequency of how often you're doing it. I think sometimes, like, the things that you need to do, you know, like, maybe you need to start seeing hookers because of the danger, because of, like, it gives you that, you know, rush. Yeah, okay. You know, like, you might just be okay, like, having Tinder dates at first, but then at some point... Maybe you need to have hookers and maybe you need to start choking the hookers or you know what I mean? Like, I mean, sex workers. I didn't mean, you right. know what I'm saying? And then before you like, know it, you're Ted Bundy. It's an escalation of that behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And that's interesting because it's not only the escalation of the activity, but it's like in um, number of times per day, but it's also um, the escalation of the more dangerous acts. Exactly. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. So behaviors occur in response to dysphoric. Mm -hmm. Ooh, got it. Nailed it. 
Um, be- <laughs> behaviors occur in response to dysphoric mood states, um, anxiety, depression, boredom, irritability, or stressful life situations. Ooh, boredom. Guilty. Right? <laughs> who doesn't, who, who's not fucking on, on this uh, quarantine? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so also a preoccupation with having sex, even when it interferes with daily life, productivity, work performance, and so on. And we're not just talking about, like, you're at work and you're bored, so you're like, oh, daydream off about having sex. Like, yeah. this is like a preoccupation with it. Like, you can't focus on work because all you're thinking about is that next fuck. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, the inability to stop or control the behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of touched on that before. Um, yeah. Also, putting oneself or others in danger due to sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, that's we talked a little bit about that before. Yeah. Um, also, a symptom is um, feeling remorse or guilt after sex. For sure. And that's just yeah. not like, ooh, that's I woke up. That's not just like, I fucked my ex-boyfriend, yikes. Right. Or it's not like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I woke up next to uh last night she was a six, and I wake up and she's a two. Oof. Yeah, that's not like whiskey glasses. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. No, feeling like genuine remorse or guilt because of the effect it's having on other people or your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you wake up next to a three, Brian, it's not because you're worried I will, wor- I will think less of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> You're just like, ooh, eggs. I could do better than that. I'm better than that. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So those afflicted also often find that they derive little or no satisfaction from the sexual activity, but they can't seem to stop anyway. That's, I I feel like that's the biggest one because. um, Yeah, for me, it's definitely one of the biggest. It's kind of just like. The one where it's like the escalation, you know, mm-hmm. like, why do you keep needing to do more, you know? Right. And and to have sex and get little or no satisfaction from it, but do it just to do it because you yeah. have to, you have to, to feed the beast of your brain. I don't know. Right. That's. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. That would be scary. It's, it's suspect. Yeah. 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 Um, experiencing other negative uh, personal or professional consequences is also another uh, symptom. Sure. Yeah. Like you might, you know, uh, notice that you're leaving work early or, you know, you're not seeing your friends as much. Like there's so many other little things that like can add up to a more serious issue for sure. Yeah. Um, If you're coming in late because you got to get boned or you're leaving early, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) More than just like once or twice. Right. I think everybody that's hosting the show right now is probably guilty of that at least <laughs> once or twice. Right. <laughs> so, it's Friday night. But, I got to get out of here early. Yeah. Woo. Would you look at the time? <laughs> it is time to get fucking. Uh, 2.30 okay. p.m. Here I go. <laughs> fuck th- would you look at that? It's fuck 30. <laughs> <laughs> um. So also uh, engaging in this is like one of the other biggest, biggest, biggest ones, too, is that they will engage in consistent but unsuccessful efforts to control or reduce sexual fantasies, fantasies, urges or behaviors. Interesting. So like you tried to stop yourself and you can't. Yeah, I don't know when I've ever tried to stop myself, though. (laughs) For me. Yeah, I mean, also that. But um, but like the. You know, I think that's, again, it kind of goes back to the whole, like, alcohol or substance addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, you try to stop, but you can't. Right. You know. Or you try to slow down, or you say, hey, I'm going to have 
three beers tonight instead of seven, and you end up having nine. Mm. Right. Or you buy a gram before you know it's four o'clock in the morning and run by the ATM. And... <laughs> Got to get that second eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> second eight ball. Jesus Christ, you'd be dead. <laughs> Sometimes they go quick. They go yes, down that's, easy. That's true. Uh, also, feeling withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> feeling withdrawals or negative feelings when unable to engage in sexual behavior. Like, we might. Okay, we might, yeah. yeah. That's another big one, too, I think, too. Yeah, right. we might all kind of like, oh, man. Be I, a little guilty of that. Yeah, or, you no, know. I think it's the withdrawal. Like, I right. mean, obviously, like, if we don't get, like, sex at the end of the night, we might be like, ah. Yeah. But you know what? We go home, we jerk off, and we're fine, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this is like actual feeling like physical withdrawals. Yeah. Or negative feelings, feeling depressed because I mean, like I know I know you've been cranky when you didn't get fucked before. (laughs) I can I can Is that a sign? I can attest to that. (laughs) But you know, you go you go Right, and you're not you when you're horny. Have a Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you go home, you rub it out and you're done. You know? It's it's fine. Yeah, game over. Time to go to bed. Right. But bye, Wayne. It's bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So with all of that being said, obviously, there's a lot of negative consequences that can come with sexual addiction. For instance, you know, obviously, like we've mentioned before, putting your partner's health at risk with risky sexual behavior. Yeah. So if you are in a relationship, you know, and then you're out there having sex and these doing these risky sexual behaviors... You could put your partner at risk of, you know, disease or any other number of things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, the um, deception can create a strain on other personal relationships when it comes to hiding behaviors. We're even doing things like canceling plans in order to engage in the behaviors, just like with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. If you if you're at that point where you have to hide it and yeah, that's going to put a strain on your personal relationships. Right. It's like, Brian, I know we were going to go to old Chicago today, but uh, I mean, time is getting away from me and I've got a lot of jerking off to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or you come to Um, old Chicago and you jerk off in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Well, you could do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's that option. That's called multitasking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Two birds, one stone. Classic. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, okay, so other negative consequences, you know, impact on your daily activities, like your performance at work might start suffering because you're out there beating out a paycheck. <laughs> That's what they call it when you work at Old Chicago and you jerk off in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> or you might work at a hotel and you jerk off in one of the vacant rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to continue that online because it's never yeah. happened. No. Okay. Uh, general productivity also might suffer, you know, like you're cleaning, like you, you like, you just like notice there's like jag rags all over your bedroom. Like you're just like, <laughs> right. You know, you're not doing laundry cause you're just going to get them dirty again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, so also, um, one's own, own physical and mental health can suffer. Mm -hmm. Uh, sexual activities become a central focus in the person's life to the point of neglecting health and personal care, just like watching your drag rags or other, (laughs) (laughs) or other interest activities and responsibilities. Um, those affected 
can develop low self-esteem and severe anxiety and depression. Interesting. I would imagine. If I was just noticing Jagrags building up around my bedroom, <laughs> I'd be like, I, this is not good. I, yeah, I, don't no. feel good. I don't feel good about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel good about myself. Uh, Everything's yeah. just covered in cum. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No one would feel good about themselves, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. You can also make others end up feeling bad, too. So, like, if the behavior results in unwanted sexual advances on others, mm-hmm. you might run into legal problems like sexual harassment or rape perpetration may result. There's just a whole lot of bad news bears. Like that is a rabbit hole that can go deep in this sexual addiction. Like, sure. No. Yeah. So depending on the financial demands of the addiction, the sufferer of a sexual addiction may incur a great deal of debt or engage in legal or otherwise unsafe activity associated with the behavior. Yeah, if you're out there, you know, picking up corner sex workers three times a week, that's going to Just like any addiction, you know, you're willing to go financially there, like gambling addiction, Mm -hmm. drug addiction. I mean, alcohol addiction, I guess, I don't know, to a certain extent. But like, sometimes when I look back and think, oh, man, how much money would I have if I like wasn't such a boozer? Sure. But but like to the point where um, also I was just listening to... uh, it was a true crime garage. Who mm-hmm. was it? Where the guy was so addicted to sex uh, with like this online sex worker mm-hmm. that he put like his family in like hundreds of thousands of dollars. A Fuck. Day. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which one it was. What was the dude's name? He was like a young, good-looking dude too. He just like had this insane sexual addiction. Where yeah, like. He literally was like, yeah, like it was like a Russian, you know, online mm-hmm. cam girl. And Yikes. he like, he like stole like over $100,000 from his dad, like $60,000 from his brother. Like nothing would stop him. Holy it was shit. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird to me. Like I can't get into the cam girl stuff. Like. No. No. No, I'm paying no. you to masturbate into a webcam. It's called pornography. It's free, honey. It's free. YouTube dot or youporn.com, pornhub.com. There are just right. there's hey, if you want to watch free cam girls, it's called chatterbait.com. Yeah. Like or you go to literally any free porn site and there is a search function where you go do 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 girl masturbating. Boom. A hundred thousand right. fucking videos pop up. Like Right, it's just sit there and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> That's insane. It's the year twenty twenty. <laughs> it's the fucking future. <laughs> It's the fucking future, man. You can get free <laughs> girls masturbating online anytime. Right. Do not fall for this trap. Do not okay. pay for it. Ugh. Yeah. Or, you it's know, support your preposterous. Local, <laughs> support your local sex worker and their cam show. I don't know. I don't know which I road mean, to take on this. <laughs> sure. If you do, do. Just don't, like, go into debt because of it. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's where the addiction comes in. Certainly support your local sex worker. Like, we are 100% on board. We did a whole episode about about celebrating sex workers, right? Yeah. It was cocky patients. Cocky patients. (laughs) (laughs) So certainly do that, but don't go into debt over it. You know, don't, like, use your kid's college fund or whatever. You know where we're going with this. There's a, a difference between... 
going online and yeah, doing whatever you want to do online, but don't, yeah, that's, it's when you cross the line that. Yeah. So why, why does this happen to some people and some not, Brian? Unfortunately, the causes of hypersexual behavior are not well understood. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I don't even know how they would study that, but um, yeah. the presence of a learning disability increases the risk of developing a sex, addition, uh, sex addiction. Ah, that is interesting that they found a correlation there. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, some studies also describe males who are introverted and highly educated as more inclined to develop an internet addiction. Interesting. It is so great that you are just dumb and outgoing, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> right? JK, JK. Goodness. I wondered why when we went through the went through the uh, episode why you laughed at that one. I figured there was a there was a joke at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like he he he. <laughs> <laughs> that's the me and brian evil laugh right if you're new (laughs) if you're new which you're probably not i don't know who knows it could be your first episode although i should i realize brian now that i remembered it we should be giving a shout out more often to Mm -hmm. our international listeners yeah we're picking up mad steam in ireland so ireland listeners shout out you guys are great oh hell yeah we have a lot of Indi- uh, India listeners, which is wild. That is so weird. All of our India listeners, we love you. And Australia, mm. Brisbane, you've been picking up steam too. So we love you all. I love a good Australian accent. Australia. Oh my God. Anybody with an Australian accent, you could look like anything. I don't care. Just like <laughs> talk and fuck me. Okay. <laughs> right? So hot. Also, so hot. they're like, um, their population, I want to say there's like three women to every man. What? Yeah, I'm. I know. All right, I heard I'm going to be in Ireland there when my, also the accents are real wicked hot. Yeah, um, and also my sister is real into Indian guys. So, oh, interesting. If you, yeah. So, well, I mean, we talked about that on the episode where it was inter, uh, interracial love. Mm-hmm. I said my sister just loves her a brown boy, no matter what that yeah. means. Mrs. Worldwide, brown all kinds. She is Mrs. She's Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> Anyway. Holy uh let's see. Um I'm looking. No, it's not as crazy. There's like nine hundred and ninety males per one thousand females. So what? it's not that bad. I mean there's ten more women per thousand than men. I think that's the world in general though, isn't it? That's why it's like astounding to me that women haven't just taken over at this point. Right. What are no. we doing, ladies? There's fifty one percent of us. Fuck dudes. Let's to- let's like fucking do this. <laughs> Yeah, fifty-one percent of uh, Australians are are women. Wow, wow! I think that's Americans too. Yeah, it's about the same. Let's see, where were we? Digression. Um, Yeah, so so I'm proud of us. We were like an hour in, (laughs) yeah, forty-five minutes in. First digression. Way to go! All right, go us. Yeah. Um, Other studies indicate that middle-aged women using home computers were more at risk for. Internet sexual addiction. Personally attacked. Okay, again. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Brian, is this because of the comment I made on the last one? Tell the truth. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It definitely uh, is. So what, yeah, what is that? Just, I mean, like, so internet, 
Internet, uh, internet sexual addiction, like like watching pornography, or you know, maybe there's cam dudes. Who knows? Well, I'm sure there is. There's got to be. Sure there is. But middle aged women who use home computers, which so basically all middle aged women. <laughs> I don't know. It's like right. well, okay, sure, whatever. Right. Um. Hopefully, they're not using their work computers for it. <laughs> so I can say on that. Yeah. Uh, so some children or adolescents may also engage in increased or developmentally inappropriate sexual behaviors as a result of traumatic experiences, stressors, or mental illness. And I wonder so if that doesn't, like, then grow into the sexual addiction. Like, does it start at childhood? I think so, for sure. I mean, oh, we should have had Ashley on. Mm-hmm. Ashley, you know, Ashley Morgan, oh, my yeah, good yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah, because she does, uh, she deals with this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I can get her to do like a separate like five or ten minute interview about that. But yeah. um, that we can add in here. Uh, but yeah, so she deals with like um, a lot of like uh, abused children mm-hmm. and like and then she sees a lot of that through sort of into adulthood. So. Um, I should, yeah, we should do that. We'll do that. We'll have Ashley on and, and let's see if she can maybe clear something cool. up. I like it. So while there is no standard definition of hypersexuality in children, it is known that sexual abu- sexually abused children may display increased sexual behaviors and high-risk sexual behavior is associated with socio-demographic factors such as family dysfunction, and social stress. Okay. So, yeah, kind of the... It's your product of your environment is what Mm -hmm. this is saying. You know, definitely. Um, Some studies also theorize that compulsive sexual behavior shares the same reward system and circuits in the brain as substance addiction. Makes sense. So, boom, just like we were saying, it's like the reward system in the brain. It's why a lot of this is all kind of... Very similar pattern behaviors as far as what it looks like out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with addiction or gambling addiction. That seems to be the easiest one to explain to where it's like, yeah. you just won 50 bucks. That's exciting. There's all these lights. and Well, you're... and yeah, we talked about how Tinder does that. You know, it's mm-hmm. that reward system where it's like, ooh, I got a match. Ooh, yeah, you know. And, and they, they study gambling addiction to create those kinds of apps so that – you know, it seems like uh, the, it, they know it's that same reward system. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, our environment also feeds uh, addictive behaviors. Uh, the increased availability of pornography in today's internet age, the future. <laughs> it's, <a fucking> future. <laughs> it's the fucking future. <laughs> uh, internet age has increased the ability for people to become addicted to sex. Bingo, obviously, you know, sure. when you were like when you and I were growing up and there was no internet and you had to try to find your dad's like playboys. Right. Obviously, it was a lot to harder to become addicted to sex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas now any 12-year-old with an iPhone can get on there and, you know. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, likewise our environment. Oh, wait, no, that was what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people also will become more vulnerable to addictive behavior under stressful conditions as they skeep, seek escape and avoidance. Yes. So, again, just like why people do drugs or why people drink, it's to mm-hmm. escape what they're going through. Yep. Makes sense. It's just, mm-hmm. to me, it's it's hard to understand how um, you replace that with sex. Like, I couldn't replace booze with sex. You know what Hell I mean? No, no. Like, it's two, two different loves in my life. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, interesting. Um, also, a history of abuse, especially sexual abuse, can increase mm-hmm. a vulnerability. For sure. And then, you know, just in general, like uh, underlying mental health conditions such as depression may also trigger sexual compulsive behavior. So different mood states, including sadness, loneliness, and even happiness might also lead to the inability to control sexual behavior in people with the condition. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Brian, are you ready? I am. <laughs> to find out if you are addicted to sex. I am. I will let you know that I personally took this test. Mm-hmm. It is on minddiagnostics.org slash sex addiction test screener. Mm-hmm. thought it was important for us to find out whether or not. Because, you know, throughout this episode, I'm sure you and I are both like, oh, and there's oh. a lot of few. And, yeah. You know, so we're like, let's, let's make sure we're not sex addicts, right? Right. I scored, personally, a 3 out of 20, mm-hmm. which means I have some risk for sex addiction. And I did look ahead, and yeah, I took this test already. We're going to do it again. But what was it? Zero to one was like, nope, you're fine. And then two to five was like, yeah, you might be at some risk. We'll get there, Brian. We'll get okay, there. Fair, okay, fair, fair. I just felt like the grading scale was a little off. Brian, were okay. you sexually abused as a child or adolescent? Yes or no? No. Okay. Uh, Brian, did your parents have trouble with sexual behavior? Yes or no? No. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think you would know if you knew. Okay, okay, fair. Do you often find yourself preoccupied with sexual thoughts? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I was going to say. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say yes for you if you uh, Yeah. Even if you say no, I'm marking it down as yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, right. Too bad. Uh, <laughs> do you feel that your sexual behavior is not normal? No. No. Bingo. Okay. Do you ever feel bad about your sexual behavior? Yes or no? No. Has your sexual behavior ever created problems for you and your family? I feel like no. No. No way. Okay. Your family knows nothing about your sexual behavior. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. Have you ever sought help for sexual behavior you did not like? No. No. Yes, exactly. Has anyone ever hurt? Um, has anyone ever been hurt emotionally because of your sexual behavior? I f- maybe. <laughs> um, I don't think. I don't think it's the same thing as what you're thinking of. Okay. I think it's any. Has anyone ever been hurt, like damaged? No. No. Okay. Are any of your sexual activities against the law? No. Some states, maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other episode. Weird sex laws. Go look that up. Okay. Have you ever made efforts to quit a type of sexual activity and failed? No. Do you hide some of your sexual behaviors from others? Yes. Yes. I was going to say, I know. (laughs) Have you attempted to stop some parts of your sexual activity? No. Never. Have you felt degraded by your sexual behaviors? Ooh. Um, no. Let's say no for you. When you have sex, do you feel depressed afterwards? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you feel great afterwards. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. Yeah. But but I was also just... thinking back to our episode of Keep Them Coming Back for More and Depression oh, is Oh you know, you're thinking so... too much into us. Okay, like maybe the first so thing no. that comes to your mind, yeah. Do you I'm feel controlled like... by your sexual desire? No. 
Have important parts of your life, such as job, family, friends, leisure activity, been neglected because you were spending too much time on sex? No. Maybe too much ever, time trying to get sex. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, financially, you may have been in the past, but <laughs> trying to get sex is different. Uh, do you ever think your sexual desire is stronger than you are? No. Is sex almost all you think about? No. You think about nerd shit way too much. <laughs> Has sex or romantic fantasies been a way for you to escape your problems? No. Has sex become the most important thing in your life? No. All right, Brian. You are at two out of 20. Okay. Which still means some risk of sex addiction. Yeah. But you're right. Zero to one is low risk of sex addiction. Mm -hmm. Two to five is some risk of sex addiction. And six to 20 is high risk of sex addiction. Yeah, I think there was one in there that you, like, after you explained it, I was a little like, no, no, no. Like, the hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, you know, you may not be as sexually addicted as you might think. Well, I think that's a lot of people, because you hear that a lot. Like, oh, I'm a nymphomaniac. It's like, but are you? But are you really? Yeah, But are you? I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel as bad about myself. Yeah, see? You're less addicted to sex than I am, apparently, which is good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So if you guys played at home and you guys got uh, more than five. <laughs> shame on you. No, I'm kidding. We don't ever shame. We don't ever shame. No, you might you might be addicted. Yeah. Good news for you, though, is there are treatments for sexual addiction. Hooray. Hooray. So there are inpatient treatment programs available to deal with sexual addiction. Um, normally, they involve removing the person from their normal daily activities for a minimum of 30 days to help them regain control of the impulse. Kind of the same thing as alcohol addiction and, and um, substance abuse. 30 days yeah, is for pretty, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it usually uh, involves in-depth individual and group therapy sessions. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's also 12-step programs like Sex Addicts, uh, Sex Addicts <laughs> Anonymous uh, follows the same recovery program format sort of as Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. So the program doesn't require sex to be given up entirely, but mm-hmm. it does encourage members to refrain from compulsive and dangerous behaviors. And I think that's a really important distinction because for me, this is the most realistic sort yeah. of treatment. You know what I mean? Because it's not shaming you. It's not, you know, there's a couple of different reasons. Like, for instance, group meetings. Well, group meetings with other members provide a support system. Although, I think that leaves the door wide open to be like, you like to fuck, I like to fuck, now we come. Right. We we can call that the support system. (laughs) Yeah. But also, one of the greatest parts about this is that there is no fee or dues. The only requirement is a desire to stop the addictive behavior. And I think that's what's a really important distinction here. Um, is that, you know, I think that that desire to to stop that behavior is really probably what brings this back to more serious and not just being like, hey, I'm going to go find other people that like to fuck. Right. You know, like there is a, a strong desire to stop the unhealthy behavior. Yeah, the compulsive and dangerous. That's, yeah. 
I I think that that would be hard to come back from, though. To be honest, like if oh, you're yeah. that addicted and and you have a true addiction to sex, I how do you just kind of like dabble in it from here on out? Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm, I don't know. Um, there's also cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, one-on-one therapy with licensed clinical social workers helps identify triggers and modify behavior. That seems important to. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just, di- you know, like rather than the inpatient treatment programs that are like the rehab essentially of sex addiction, mm-hmm. this is just a one-on-one therapy session. Which, you know, people go to for any number of, um, you know, mental health concerns that they're experiencing. So Yeah. And then, of course, there's always medications, right? So patients must meet with a psychiatrist in order to be able to be prescribed anything for this condition. Mm -hmm. But there are some antidepressants that can help alleviate urges. Um, There are anti-androgens such as uh, medroxaprogesterone. Mm-hmm. Provera, uh, selective serotonin uptake inhibitors, including fluoxetine or Prozac. Yeah, nobody's so, fucking on Prozac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no one's fucking on Prozac. But yeah, you know, there's there's other therapies that you can take medically that are medications that can help to alleviate some of the symptoms of this condition. So that's the good news about this. For sure. Yeah. Well, how about that? That was all the ins and outs of sex addiction. I mean, that was a good one. It was actually I, really interesting to like dive into that topic that doesn't seem like it's that serious, but you know, there, like I said, t- three to ten percent of people—that's bananas. Well, not only that, but to understand that like people will take a, a sex addiction as far as they do with methamphetamines or alcohol Absolutely. or cocaine, to where it's like, yeah, they are they are spending their kids' uh, college fund in order to feed this addiction yeah for sure i mean we all like sex but am i gonna am i gonna go broke for sex no yeah no i'm not nope i understand that internet porn is free and right just get serious you don't have to pay for it right just jerk off and call it a day people okay so anyway yeah that is that is that brian are you ready? I am not. <laughs> You're not? For no. our uh, favorite new segment, the Tinder What the Frank Profile of the Week. I am I'm not. singing this song because, <laughs> hey, you thought we were going to make it through a whole episode without me singing, but you were wrong. <laughs> and also, Zach has not provided us. Nor Jesse provided us with a, a song for this for this for week this segment yet. Yeah, so we're we're working on it. We're waiting. Yeah. So Brian, since you are still looking yours up, mm-hmm. do you have one, and you're just searching for it in your photos, or no? I've got one. I've okay, got one. Okay, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, this is when Tinder Brian was traveling when. <laughs> They won't let you do it anymore. Did you notice no, that? No, it was like a it was like a uh, quarantine thing. They would let you set your um, location to wherever you wanted to. On the so map, t- yeah. So yeah. Tinder Beth is in Ireland. Tinder Beth is <laughs> in the UK for a while. Yeah. So Tinder Brian traveled to Dallas because why wouldn't you? Right. Um, Dallas is full of fine honeys. Right. Shout out Dallas. You go, girls. 
Right. And guys. So here's Pamela. She's 33. Um, she is a manager at Tenero Printing. Okay. She's straight. She lives Pretty in Dallas. Specific. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pamela is new to being single, dot, dot, dot. And I want to start out being honest. I'm a hopeless romantic, dot, dot. I wear my heart on my sleeve and my and my knife in my boots. <laughs> okay. I was wondering where this was going. And then now. <laughs> the second now my, know. by the way, like the my knife, my is misspelled M-U. Okay. Moo boot. Moo knife. Um, I think that there is a reason for everything. I don't judge because I know I'm always... Uh, I'm sorry. I don't judge because I know I'm not always perfect or innocent. I want honesty and loyalty over everything. In all caps. Cheater swipe left. I ain't got time. Uh, Now we'll go back to the normal punctuation. Um, I like to drink, party, and have a good time. There's no comma. Hey, oh, there's no. Yeah, there's no uh, comma in between drink and party. I like to drink party. Drink party. <laughs> I like to drink party. I like party. to drink party, too. Yeah. <laughs> Every day's um, a drink party over here at Casa del Franzac. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but get up, go to work, and handle my business. I'll, I'll, no commas in there, either. Oh, but get up, yeah. go to work, and handle my business. Get up, go to work, handle my business. That's the she's in the business of getting up and... Handling business. Handling business. Um, I prefer, prefer capital tall and lowercase, a lotl extra weights fine by me. I'll say that again. I prefer tall and a lotl, a lotl extra weights fine by me. Okay. I wish I that meant. I, I, I think, and a I little think extra weight. A little extra weight. Yeah, a little extra weight. Is fine by me, not weights fine by me. Uh, anyway, do these people not reread this a single time before they post it? I'm just curious. Right? No, probably not. And then the last sentence, if it is a sentence, says, "Anyways, want to know? No punctuation. Want to know? Anyways, want to know? No punctuation. She ran out. That. She ran out of, of letters. Yeah, good for her for taking up the entire yeah. character uh, limit for it, but." Uh, my whole thing is like cheater swipe to the left ain't got no time. Okay. Who the fuck goes? Oh shit, she caught me. Oh, I better busted. swipe left. Left. Okay. Left. Oh bummer. No, cheaters are like challenge accepted. Right. <laughs> who's who's sitting there going? Oh man, she caught me. Also, right. who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Yeah. Oh, all right. I are think you ready most people. Yeah, I think most oh, people on Tinder are new to being single as well. So also, yeah, yeah. You just well, leave some, that out. Some. All right. Are you ready? Ready. This is Jason. He is 38 years old, and uh, his occupation is astronauts. At no, he's NASA. not. No, he's not. Also, there is an S, so it's more than one astronaut. He is more than one astronaut at NASA, <laughs> which I find hard to believe, considering the fact that he went to East Tennessee State University and lives in Appalachia. Oh, okay. <laughs> which we are in over here, but I'm pretty sure NASA's in Houston last time I checked. I think they got uh, something in Florida. Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Cape Canaveral, yeah. Okay. This is at best, at best, 
NASA is in Houston and Cape Canaveral. Okay. Right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm looking to make slow, hot, sweet, sweaty love to oh. each and every one of you. Whoa. Also looking for someone that will get matching face tattoos with horns on our forehead. Life goals. If you think that's diabolical or you commonly use words like that when you talk, exclamation mark. What? <laughs> Can you no... read that one more t- time yes. for me? Or okay. If you think that's diabolical or you commonly use words like that when you talk, that's it. Exclamation mark. There's no <laughs> then this. It just says that. Okay. 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 <sighs> Dungeons and Dragons, a must. Oh. And I live at home with my mommy. No way. Also, even though most girls want dick pics, I'm only interested in a three-hour stand. (laughs) I want you to just know I have a big rocket and want to take you to the moon. He is an astronaut. That's right. Love me sexy. (sighs) P.O.S. What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) I feel bad because women don't talk that way. Normally, the what the fuck, my what the fuck is like the general. Too good for you, yeah. It's like jaded ass people. It's not like I'm gonna treat you like a sex object, and I don't care because you're a stupid lady. (laughs) Right? Women don't do that. (laughs) No, they do not. They do not. Hmm. There's just so much going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Dungeons and Dragons is a must, and I live with my mom. Let's not forget the matching face or face tattoos. And the weird explanation after that. Like, if you think that's diabolical or you use words like that. But no follow-up on then what you would do about it. Then what? Then you're going to kill me? You're going to chain me up in your basement? I don't know. And even though most girls only want dick pics, I'm only interested in Name three girls. Name two girls that want dick pics. Like, want them. Yeah. Hmm. Nope. I don't know any. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's enough (laughs) on Jason and Lee. What the Frank? Oh, what the Frank? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Got any shout-outs this week? I, I do have a shout out later today. It's, I'm halfway to there in terms of drunkenness. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, I am doing a uh, so our good friend Zach Slusher, who is a comedian, and we mentioned all of his great, wonderful accomplishments before. Uh, has distant uncles with Ray Porter or the good so friend. Great. I am doing a video for them, which is tough ants. <laughs> So Tough Uncles is part of Distant Uncles, but this will Mm -hmm. be like a sub-series that is like Tough Ants. So uh, there's going to be a really great Tough Ant coming up here where I will will have a video for that. So definitely uh, like, follow, share Distant Uncles on Facebook. And uh, you'll have a real great video for me coming up on that soon. Heck yes. Any idea when that's coming out? Uh, I'm going to video it today, and then Zach has a little bit of editing to work to do. So hopefully this week sometime. Cool. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, looking forward to that for sure. For sure. Awesome. 
My shout out of the week um, is for myself. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brian. Uh, yeah, we're making um, pride shirts. Yes. So by the time this episode airs, we will have something on our Facebook. Um, we have to figure out the logistics of how to order and all this other stuff. But we'll have something yeah. on our Facebook on how to order pride shirts. And it's our logo. And it's a rainbow logo. Hell yeah. Yeah, because we're allies and we definitely support uh, everybody out there. The LGBTQ community. Absolutely. Plus. and Plus. Plus. And um, we'll definitely, in the meantime, uh, Beth and I will talk about a charity that we can donate some of the proceeds of the t-shirts to. We should do it to an LGBTQ uh, charity. So if you have any LGBTQ charities you would like us to uh, to send those proceeds to for those shirts you just let us know there was a story i saw on facebook about um uh it was a it was a community in little rock arkansas for the lgbtq what is it i'm sorry yeah remember it was uh they uh episodics of the blowhole and trash blood did that uh did the live show that we went to yeah supported it but i guess like they they had to shut down um and I wonder, I wonder if they're taking um, donations or anything like that. But that would be cool to get because I guess they had to shut their doors. They didn't have enough funding. It sucks. Yeah. Well, let us know your, uh, yeah, your LGBTQ plus uh, charity, and we'll and we'll make that our charity for these shirts. So absolutely, I like it. Awesome. Okay. Well, Brian. I know we have been real iffy about our, our send-off for a while. Mm-hmm. So I I have discovered or created our new signed-off, which is the kiss-off. The kiss-off. The kiss-off. And normally it would be very positive for us to say, take care, little Frank Zaminis. But we have decided that instead we're going to send you off on a kiss-off. But it is like the ba-bitch of the week, Okay. <laughs> This week's target. What is it, Brian? Steelers fans. Fucking Steelers fans. Steelers fans. Oh, Ugh. they're the worst. They're the worst. They have the worst Tinder profiles. Oh um, my god. I don't know. Like every single Tinder profile that I've seen of a Steelers fan, it's the same shirt. Yeah. Same Steelers. And it's always like the trashiest people. Right. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Okay. They're always the worst fucking trashiest people on planet Earth. So kiss off, Steelers fans. Kiss off, Steelers fans. <laughs>